0: Tonight, Lord, as we come to this time of impartation into the lives of these, your men's servant, we thank you that you have given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. We thank you that there is nothing missing, nor lacking, nor broken in our knowledge of Christ. We thank that you are you are re-imaging us by the power of your spirit. You're giving us the grace to reimagine our lives. We thank that there are no limits to what you can do in the lives of the one who trusts in you. Now, Lord, tonight we ask you to take every limit off, every limit, every self-imposed limitation. Oh, my God. If there's any man in this room that's been dealing with safe, self-imposed limitations, take the limits off. Break the box. Break every glass ceiling. Break every impasse. Break every barrier. Everything that keeps us from becoming all that you have intended. Somebody tell them, break it tonight. Break it tonight. Break it tonight. And have your way, God. Work through the word to bring us to a new perspective. Father, bless the man of God and the men of God that put together this conference. Lord, look with grace upon their lives honor their faithfulness to this house and their faithfulness to their leader father look with kindness upon them because of the graciousness that they have shown to the men father that that they want to see evolve and move into position for greater we ask that you be magnified tonight in Jesus name come on give the Lord thanks and praise tonight if you would amen oh come on shout unto the Lord tonight with a voice of triumph hey Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Amen. Let's give it up for the leaders of this house. Amen. Apostle Michelle Kelly and Elder Rosby, in their absence. Amen. Also, the brother Deshaun. Amen. Put on this amazing con- conference tonight. Let's give a little thanks for the man of God that's over this men's movement. For my CFM, man of God. So good to see you all tonight. Amen. Y'all can be seated. We're going to jump right into this. Thank God for the musicians tonight and praise team. Amen. Amen. We honor the Lord for your sacrifice, the sacrifice that you make for the saints and for our furtherance. Amen. Genesis chapter one in your Bibles tonight. I I want to jump right into this because I got a lot to share, and I'm I'm hoping that we can extrapolate from tonight's instructions something that will help us to be firmed up in our understanding to who in who we are in him. Amen. Um, Genesis chapter 1, if you are at Genesis 1, which somebody shot, I'm there. there. Now, I want you to look down at the uh, 26th verse. Actually, you know what? Uh, Yeah, look at the 26th verse. And, and it says in verse 26, if you would, read it with me. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Somebody shout image and likeness. And likeness. Now watch this. And, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth. Somebody shout all the earth. Somebody shout everything. everything. And over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Amen. Now, I want you also to look down at uh, verse 28. It says, and God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Amen. Tonight, brothers, I want to I talk with you a little while from this thought, correcting the male self-image. Correcting the male self-image amen a couple of things as I was considering my assignment tonight, the Holy Spirit dropped a few things that if you're taking notes I, I want you to take note of that are important to our formation uh, our formation uh, inner formation and who are who we are becoming uh, in life for those of you how many you are married? How many are married? To our wives, to our families. Uh, I believe these things will be really helpful to forming up who we are in Him. Now, number one, number one, if you want to know if you have the correct image of yourself as a man, just examine your results. Somebody shout, results don't lie. If you want to know whether you have the correct image of yourself, I'm not talking about the image others have of you. I'm not talking about the image your wife have of you. Matter of fact, let me share something with you. It doesn't even matter what other people imagine about you as long as you have the right image. Y'all got that? Now, a lot of times, the conversation of others, they don't give me respect. They don't see me as. Somebody Shot. That's, that's a distraction. That's a distraction because the real work, say the real work, is that I come into proper self-image. Come on, somebody shout, the real work the real is work. How, I how I see me. Y'all got that? And, and all of these arguments about how she sees you and how the kids see you and how she's encouraged them to see you, all, those, all of those are distractions. Oh, God. The real conversation is, how do say, how do I see me? I see now, watch me. this now. And here's why, here's why we got to examine our results. Because results don't lie. As simple as that. Results don't lie. Now, listen to what I'm going to tell you right now. You cannot outrun or outperform a negative self-image. Come on, somebody. You can't outrun it. See that? Because it will keep keep dominating and defining your your experiences in life. Y'all got that? You can't outrun it. You cannot outrun it. And you cannot outperform it. The only thing you can do, somebody shout, is extract it. Anything, if you have a negative self-image, it has to be removed. Now, how is it removed? Through the renewing, say, the renewing of my mind. Which means, watch this now. I have to come into a better relationship with myself. Oh, my God. You can't have a better relationship with your wife than you have with yourself. Oh, God. You can't have a better relationship with other men than you do with yourself. You understand that? Amen. Matter of fact, let me show you something. Your results are telling you the relationship you have with yourself. Oh, I got Now, you know why this conversation is important? Because if you don't understand that it's an inside job, you'll keep blaming others for being unaccomplished in life. Somebody said it has nothing to do with them. Watch this. It has everything to do with how I see me. Y'all got that? Here's the second thing the Lord told me to tell you. When it comes to productivity, how many want to be productive in life? Amen. When it comes to productivity, right, self-image is more important than a degree. Oh, my God. Self-image is more important than a degree. I believe in education. Uh, I'm I'm the president of a theological institute. You understand that? All right. There's a doctor on my name. I believe in all that. But I'm going to tell you right now, it doesn't matter how many degrees you got. If you got a poor self-image... You'll undermine your potential. Oh, come on, somebody. If you don't have the right image and estimation of yourself, it doesn't matter how much you prayed, how many schools you matriculated through, you'll undermine your potential. You got that? So, watch this now. So, self image is more important than the degree that you have. Watch this now. Self image is more powerful than your criminal history. Y'all did not hear what I just said. Say self-image is more powerful than anything, any stupid thing I've ever done. Now, watch this now. Because it doesn't even matter what your criminal history is as long as you have a right self-image now. Because watch this now. Whatever you think, say, whatever I think I am, I'm going to produce out of that. Now, when you have, listen, when you have the right image of yourself, say correct image, you won't let you not produce. Oh, come on, somebody. You won't allow yourself to not bear the fruit that your life was intended to bear. You got that? Number three, if you're taking notes, the worst position to be in. Pay attention, brothers. The worst position to be in is when you are protecting a corrupted self-image. Y'all did not hear what I just said. The worst position to be in is when you are protecting a corrupted self-image. Now, how do men protect a corrupted self-image? Because God put somebody in your life to tell you the truth, and you say they be tripping. How are they tripping if they showing you you malfunctioning? Oh, come on, somebody. The best friend you got is the one who told you the truth. The best friend you got is the one that has told you you're capable of more than what you're doing. Y'all got that? Look at somebody tell them, don't don't protect the negative negative self-image. Never protect that. That's when you're at your worst, is when you're at your worst and defending it. Y'all got that? Here's the fourth thing. A man's life rises and falls based on self-image. Y'all got that? So now listen to this. God will transform the whole of your existence through your self-image. Y'all got that? You know, I want you to think about, about this. We open up with Genesis 1, chapter, 26, uh, chapter 1, verse 26. In whose image did God make man? His image and after his what? Somebody shout, man was made like God. Yeah. Now, I want you to think about this. Then God told man, watch this now, be fruitful and do what? Exercise what? Dominion. Isn't that right? Anything crop up, subdue it, pull it down. Y'all, that sounds like, that sounds like a productive life. That sounds like productive intent. Y'all got that? Now, why this now? Why did God make man after his image and likeness? Think about this. Why did he make, why did he make him after his image and likeness? To show his glory in the earth. Y'all got that? To reveal himself in the earth through man. But let me show you something. If God's intent was that man would exercise authority, would multiply would replenish, would subdue. God had to make him like what he expected him to produce. Y'all did not hear what I just said. God had to make him like. Why is this now? Because likeness comes before production. Y'all got that? Which means, watch this now. Which means your results are not in your environment. They're in your image. Oh my God. Now, listen, there, you never have to wait on anybody to give you an opportunity. Oh, God. Tell somebody, your permission is within you. Your permission, you. Your permission to succeed in life is not dependent on how they feel about you. Oh, come on, somebody. Your permission to advance and to conquer and to exercise the authority God has given you in the sphere to which God has anointed you and sent you. Somebody shout, it's on the inside of me. Inside of me. So watch this now. In order to make sure that man could exercise dominion, God said, I'm going to make you like me. Now, God was already in a place called dominion. So God made man like God so that man could produce the kind of results God would produce. Y'all got that? Somebody shout how I see myself matters. Now, that means if I'm going to correct my relationship with my wife, what do I really have to correct? Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing tonight. If I'm going to correct my relationship with my wife, I really got to correct my, my self-image. You understand that? Because you know what I, anytime, anytime your wife love God but don't love you, it means y'all ain't alike. Oh, God. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Oh, y'all got quiet right there. Anytime you see your wife, watch this now. If your wife is worshipful but not respectful, something is off in likeness. Y'all got quiet on me tonight. I thought we were going to have a real conversation tonight. Which means, say this with me, I decide decide. how my wife's going to treat me. All I got to do is manifest the image of my creator. All I got to do is be as dependable as he is, as consistent as he is, as integral as he is. Come on, somebody. You know what that's called? Likeness. Y'all understand that? You decide how she's going to respond to you. Y'all got that? Now, that means every fear, every fear that's manifested in her life either came from you but God is using you to bring it to the surface so you can help her get it out of her life. Come on, somebody. When, when Adam and Eve had a wrong self-image of themselves, God didn't come beating them over head because of their self-image. He didn't even come at them angry. He came at them in corrective fashion. But his mode and method was restoration. He started right there. Time to restore you. See that woman will bruise the head of the servant. Y'all got that? So now watch this now. So that means everything I want us to have, uh, somebody shout, I'm the head. head. Which means I have to become everything I want us to have. And stay there. And you know what she will do? Here's the word, recover. Because she recovers to whatever I am. Y'all understand that? Now the single people getting this free. She recovers to whatever I am. So now watch this now. So I can't, if I'm a man in my home, here's what I can't use. I can't use this excuse. Ain't nobody perfect. Now, why? Because the standard is not changing even if I don't hit it. Somebody shout, the standard is perfection. Standard is perfection. It ain't going to move if we miss the mark. We all miss the mark. But it ain't going to move. It always stays in the same place. Now, you know what happened? When you're, now, oh, God, help me. Oh, God. Every Every perversion a man deals with, whatever, whatever flavor of perversion, okay, another woman, smoking, drinking, porn, whatever the situation may be, right? Every perversion a man deals with comes from a negative self-image. Oh, God. It comes from having the wrong image of yourself. You know what we do? I'm trying to stop. I need to quit this. I know this is bad. That's not where you deal with it. So, well, I should I say that's not who I am. When you, watch this now, when you say, that's not who I am, and you recover in your image, right? If you make the tree good, what are the fruit? Didn't Jesus say, if to make the tree good, the fruit will be good? So once you come into proper self-image, watch this now, then you're no longer open to exhibit perversion. Oh, God. Look at somebody tell them, it don't grow on this tree anymore. Look at somebody tell them, I'm not trying not to be a sinner. Oh, y'all hear what I just said. I'm not trying not to be a sinner. Oh, I no longer need to sin. Y'all, did y'all hear what I just said? Now, say I'm not a sinner. Say it with me, brother. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, if that's the seed, what's going to be the fruit? Righteousness. So I'm not trying not to be a sinner. That's just not who I am. Y'all got that? And, and realize this. Uh, uh, the number one need of all women is to feel secure. You understand that? Yeah. So watch this now. So there are certain things in our demeanor that makes her feel secure. You understand that? Like uh, consistency. Is we One of the things we love about God and we worship him for it is that he's predictable. Because watch this now. He's bound by something called truth. Isn't that right? God ain't never going to move from who God said he is. Yeah. Ask your neighbor, are you? Oh, come on. Come on. You say you're a man of God. Are you going to move from that? When she started coming out her mouth sideways. <laughs> come on. You say you're a man of God. But what about what about when somebody come on to you because they find you attractive and they talk to you right? Are you going to move from that? Now, if you're consistent, watch it now. If you're consistent. She will give you the same thing. She will give you what she know you want, just like she gives God what she know he want. Y'all got quiet in this place tonight. I'm trying to, listen, look, look at somebody tell them, you'll get what you want when you give what you should. you understand that? You'll get everything you want, but you first got to give what you should. Now, you know what? That's what farmers do. Oh, my God. Farmers give the earth what's needed to get the harvest they want. Isn't that right? You'll say it again. I'll get what I want when I give what I should. Should you expect a harvest before you plant a seed? Should you expect results before you do the work? Do you deserve a marriage before you are willing to sow the death to create one? Oh, come on. There has to be a death in order for there to be a new life. There has to be a death. Y'all understand that? So you'll get what you want when you give what you should. That's the way it works. Yeah, now, but watch this now. But I'm not trying, I'm not trying to not be something. I'm simply coming into the proper image of what I am. That make sense to you all? Because many of us are trying not to be something. All right, I'm trying not to go there. No, I don't need to go there because that's no longer who I am. Oh, come on. Y'all got that? Somebody shout, Image matters. Philippians 2.13. I want you to turn there real quick. I want you to lay your eyes on something. Because it's important to what we are becoming in him. Philippians 2.13. All right. And it says, for it is God which worketh in you, say in me, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Somebody shout, he's working in me. Now, why did I take you to this verse to give you this point? God does not work past how you see yourself in order to get his will done in your life. Y'all got that? God does not work. Say, God will not work past how I see myself to get his will done. Watch this now. How I see myself has to work with his will. Hello. Say self image matters. matters. How I see myself has to work with his will to produce his will. Say he wants to will and to, and to do. But now watch this now. I have to bring I have to make sure I see myself, right? The way he said in order for him to do his will. God wanted to give the Israelites promised places. They saw giants. And because they saw giants, how did they see themselves? Oh, what was, they saw themselves as what? Grasshoppers. grasshoppers. Didn't God want to bring them in the promised land? Yeah. Didn't God tell them this is yours? Yeah. But so what stood in the way of them getting in promised places? Self-image. It wasn't giants. It was self-image. Mm. Why did David become the king? Because he never saw a giant. y'all realize everybody else saw that David was fighting a giant except David Why? Because David had the right image of himself. Where did he give it where did he get it from? Here it is time with God David David had the blessing of being left alone y'all did not hear what I just said look somebody shout blessed blessed aloneness. He's the only one back there tending them sheep. He he had the job nobody else had in the house. He's the only one back there. And meanwhile, he was alone with God. And while he was alone with God, God was correcting his self-image. Y'all got that? So then watch this now. There are things God intends for you to possess. There are things God intends for your family to possess. But God will never work past your self-image to do it. Say God works with my image of myself to produce his intention. Y'all understand that? So even though he intended that the Israelites would go into the promised land and would possess the thing, listen what he said. I've already given it to you. It's already yours. You understand that? But you let what you saw stand in the way of who I said you were. You understand that? You allowed the gravity of your situation to dictate to you who you were, listen to me, instead of who I said you were. Watch this now. Anytime you fail at life, you're listening to the wrong voices. Y'all hear what I said. Anytime you're not producing at the level of God's intent, there's a conversation going on in your head that don't match the conversation that goes on between you and your God. Does that make sense to you? David never saw a giant. Now, let me show you something. Because David had a proper self-image, you know what his brothers called him? Arrogant. (laughs) Who do you think you are, they said. What have you done with those few sheep? You understand that? They said, we know you just came out here. You ain't got, you got mischief in your heart. You understand that? But David had a proper self-image. Now, remember, his brothers weren't willing to run up on the giant. Come on, somebody. He was willing to run up on the, the giant because he never saw a giant. Why? Because he had the right self image and he had the right estimation of God. Is that all right? Yeah. See, so, so really, the problems that we have in life don't come from our life. Every, all of your life flows out of your assessment of who you are. Look at somebody them, who do you think you are? Now, we don't have to go far. Because from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. In every argument you have with your wife, you are telling us who you think you are. I know you think I'm stupid. I know you think I ain't going nowhere. I know you think I'm right. No, that's your conversation. That ain't her conversation. Y'all got quiet on me right now. Every time, what do you say when you see another brother succeeding? Oh, come on. Whatever conversation you have with yourself, when you see somebody accomplishing something you haven't, that tells you how you see yourself. Y'all got that? All right. Once a month, I'm a, I got I'm in, a, I'm in a group of millionaires. You know what I notice? I notice the conversation is very different. you see, because they're talking about scaling up. Matter of fact, in our last meeting, we had what the the featured person was talking about. You know, they're doing so many million. They're trying to scale up. And so we have a conversation about how to scale up. You understand that? With input, I got another guy that does 100 million and so in revenue and such and such. Right? The conversation is very different. And everybody there is to help everybody there. There's no jealousy. There's no animosity. Come on, somebody. There's no, there's no oh, man, must be nice. That don't even exist. It don't even exist. understand that so when you see somebody doing well or doing what you've never done before what's the conversation you having on the inside that tells you where your self-image is you see that if you discount their results that tells you about you come on somebody if i said if you discount their results that tells you a lot about you see that if you hear if you can't have a conversation with them without feeling intimidated that tells you a lot about you. That doesn't tell you anything about them. That tells you how you see you. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. All right? You know, you listen. I, 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 if you pay attention, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You understand that? And, and when people are talking about haters and they're talking about somebody, oh, Lord, you are your greatest hindrance. Your, your mouth is testifying that you don't have a right image of yourself. Somebody shout, I'm irresistible. Somebody shout, I'm unstoppable. Somebody shot him unblockable. I'm unblockable. Y'all got that? I don't see anything or anyone else as an impediment to me accomplishing my goals and desires in life. I don't see somebody I don't see anything in the way. Now, why? Because you have a right image of yourself. Now, what did David's brothers think he was? Because he had the right image of himself, the winning image. David had the winning image. Come on, ask somebody. Do you have a winning image of yourself? So when David went. Well, right, David. you know, David, not only did he take a rock, right, and a sling, the Bible says he took five smooth rocks. Why? Because Goliath had brothers. He's like, I'm ready for all y'all. <laughs> Come on, somebody. He had one for Goliath and everybody else that wanted to try him after this moment. Y'all got that? But he had, somebody shout, he had a winning image. A winning image. Now, his brothers, whose posture is telling you what image they had of themselves. They didn't move because they didn't see themselves as one capable of overcoming a giant. So when they saw him, and he's talking this this winning talk, you know what they said? You're arrogant. You're arrogant. Why? Because normally, if you have a corrupted image of yourself, then you think corrupted of other people. That's That's the way you know you have a corrupt, to the pure, all things are what? But to the defiled, nothing is pure. You understand that? And this is why also, if you live with somebody and you nag and you complain, you know what it says? You have a rotten self-image. Oh, Lord Jesus. If you nag and you complain and you always talk about what they don't do and what they, what they, right, you hold offenses, you know what that says? You got a rotten self-image. Tell somebody God ain't like that. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. It's not puffed up. It doesn't vaunt itself. it seeketh not its own. It, you understand that? It's kind. You know what? But I like the last part. It never fails. You understand that? Look at somebody else, tell them, you'll get what you want when you give what you should. What if I told you that. Your wife birthed your son, but you birthed your wife. All right. Y'all ain't ready for this conversation tonight. She bears what, she bears what looks like you, right? But you bear what looks like you too. I want you to think about this, right? We talked about this before, I believe, in times past. This word husband is the root of a word husbandman. Anybody ever seen the word husbandman in the Bible? What is a husbandman? A farmer. So the root, the root word, the root root of the word husbandman, which is in old and new testament, is the word husband. But the word husbandman means a farmer or a tiller of the ground. So you're not just a husband, you're a farmer. Now ask somebody what seed are you planting? Now here's the thing. After you plant a good seed in your wife, are you then killing that seed with your tongue? You digging it up with your tongue. If a seed, you if you plant a seed and then you dig it up, is it ever going to grow? So you plant a seed, oh, I believe God, here's where we're going, and then the next day you're coming out your mouth sideways. You just dug up the seed you planted. Now watch this now. Think about this, all right? Everybody here, if you got it, how many got a son? How many got a son, right? Who? Uh, what man in your family your son look like? Uh, me, right? My son look like me. My son came out of my wife, right? I planted something in her that came out looking like me. I planted something in her. All she did was gave me back what I gave her. What if your wife is only giving you back what you gave her? Oh, we don't want to have that conversation because she should and she need to. And we stop there, and we don't realize she's only giving me back what I gave her. It, it looks like exactly what I planted. Come on. I'm not shocked that my son looks like me. It, he, she gave, her body gave me back exactly what I planted. Now watch this now. Her soul will do the same thing. Y'all did not hear what I just said. Her body gives you exactly what you planted, a child looking like you. Her mind will do the same thing. So, watch this now. So you got to make sure that you only sow what you want to see. Y'all understand that? Now, quit using the nobody's perfect clause. You don't need to be perfect. You need to be consistent. You don't need to be perfect. You need to be intentional. You don't need to be perfect. You know what a farmer needs to know? You need to know what you're doing. And as some of us get mad at your results when your results are telling you, you don't know what you're doing. Come on, somebody. Your results are telling you you don't know what you're doing. And that's why you can bless your seed one day and curse it the next day because you don't realize the killing and creating is in your mouth. You don't come and plant good seed and then come and dump, uh, dump, uh, dump something on poison on that ground, cursing them and speaking evil and speaking in agreement with the problems you have seen in them. You keep your mouth perfect. Why? Because you want a perfect harvest. We want a perfect harvest, right? Well, in order to get a perfect harvest, you got to sow the right seed and then you got to maintain a demeanor that is consistent with what you've sown. Everything the farmer does from the time they sow the seed is consistent with their agenda to bring forth a harvest according to their expectation. Y'all got that? Now, I want you to ask your brother. Say, brother, do your actions match your expectations? Do your actions match your expectation. You know, I I posted today, and some of you may have seen this if you're following me on Facebook. I've been with my wife since we were teenagers. So we've been together as teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, now 50s. It's a long time to be with somebody. And you know what I've finally gotten? I finally got the wife I always wanted. I was making the one I wanted. I was cultivating the one I wanted. Y'all did not hear what I just said. I was making, say, I'm making the one I wanted. I'm the farmer. I'm the one sowing the seed that's going to bring forth the harvest. You understand that? Now, so when she looks at me, she has no reason to not trust me. She had no reason to question my motives or my intention. You understand that? No reason to to question my integrity. So you know what happens? There's trust. Right? She trusts me. Y'all got that? You know what happens when a woman trusts you? You know where it shows up? Respect. That's where it shows up. But now, brother, if you sneaky, come on. If you don't do what you said you were going to do when you said you were going to do it, if it ain't, if it, if the court is still out, how are you going to respond if a woman come on to you? If it's questionable how you would respond if a woman came on to you, you understand that? Ain't no way you're going to build trust in that woman. If she got to think, if she, when she know, I already know what my husband going to do. Number one, he going to reject them. Number two, he going to tell me about them. See, because that's what I do. My wife knows that if a woman come on to me, I mean, think, look around. We are attractive people. We are. We some, attract, we some good-looking brothers. So it's inevitable. But you know what my wife knows? If a woman come on to my husband, he's going to reject him. Why? Because he has standards. He has value that's between him and God. Oh, God. Does your wife know that you have standards that are between you and God that have nothing to do with her watching you? Y'all understand that? So I know because of his relationship with his God, I know what he's going to do. And then next thing I know is he going to bring a conversation toward me about the situation. So she ain't going to have to find out what happened. Come on. Because y'all realize that, that, that there's nothing secret that don't come to the what? Now you got to explain it after you didn't come forth with the information. That ain't never good. That ain't never good. I don't care. what. Even if you resist it, if you got to explain it to her after she find out about it, when you didn't take it right to her, tell somebody, that ain't never good. good. You know why? Because you know what she said in her heart? Why wouldn't you just come straight to me with this? You understand that? And y'all do realize if if your wife married you, she already know you're attractive? (laughs) I don't know why some of us think our wives are stupid. Because if she married you, your wife ain't married no ugly guy. (laughs) Not on purpose. (laughs) Hello. You understand that? So now here's the point, right? It's all about, somebody shout, it's about the seed I sow. sow. Now, since we're on marriage, I'm coming back to self-image in a minute, but I got to hang out here for a moment, right? Right? I only care about what I do. I don't care about what my wife does. Hello. I care about my behavior and how my behavior affects her, period. Now, I hear the conversation going on that ain't being said. What about me? It's her job to care about her behavior, and that's between her and God. Y'all got that? Now, so how do I get what I want? You'll get what you want when you give what you should. Say it with me. I reap what I sow. If I know that I reap what I sow, what should I always be concerned about? Somebody shout, all that matters is my seed. Listen, the farmer is not making the ground produce. You can't make your wife nicer. You can't make her respectful. You can't make her honor you. You can't make her trust you. You can only create the conditions that cause it to grow. Y'all hear what I just said? You can only create the conditions that cause respect to grow. That bring me to another point. Respect grows. It grows. It is a harvest from intentional behavior. Write that down. Respect is a harvest from intentional behavior. Y'all got that? That makes sense? Now, you know why this is critical, brothers? Because your wife is a litmus test for where you go, how you're going to do in life if you're married. Your wife, oh, my God. This is where you get the test becoming, oh, God, right there at private. Because you cannot outperform what's going on, really, in private. See that? You do certain things, but you can't outperform whatever you are. And your marriage shows you what you are. It doesn't show you what they are. It shows you what you are. It's a mirror that's constantly reflecting myself back to me. You understand that? Yeah. All right. So now watch this now. So uh, God calls us how he wants us to see ourselves. Look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. Go there for just a moment so we can correct our self-image. Say it, say it with me again. I cannot outperform, I cannot outperform. a negative self-image. A negative self-image. There, there, are, there are things that you want in life that, listen to me, you have to be a certain way to have them. <laughs> oh, my God. You have to be a certain way. You understand that? And it's not about anybody giving you anything. You have, to, you have to give yourself the blessing of right image. And then your image will produce your expectation. Did y'all hear what I just said? Say my image, my image. will produce my, produce my expectation. Isn't that right? You know, out of seeing me, right, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make me again on the earth. I'm going to make me again because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. So I sowed a seed in my wife, and I got exactly what I wanted. I got me again. I even named him Junior. <laughs> Y'all got that? But I, somebody shout, I did, that. I did that. Hello, somebody. I produced me again. You understand that? All right. But even more powerful because it's an individual person. But y'all get the point that I'm making. Image matters. First John chapter three, verse two. All right. Here was the principle. God calls us how he wants us to see ourselves. There's a very good reason God called you what he called you because God calls you how he wants you to see yourself. Does That make sense? Now, if God called you one thing, you cannot let your history call you something else. Hello? My wife called me. Well, is that what you call you? You know, if your wife call you lazy, you should never be consistent with that narrative. (laughs) Hello? If your wife call you lazy, that's the last day you play on the PlayStation. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm finna produce something. Right? She'll never be able to call me that again. Oh, all right. Come on. If, if your wife call you a dog, right, you should never have another flea. <laughs> Hello? Why? Somebody shout, that's not, who I am. that's not who I am. Now, don't get mad when you're consistent with the narrative that someone else said about you. Get better. Renew the mind. Remember, this comes from the presence of God. Uh, nobody else can give you proper self-image. Somebody said, this is between me and my creator. You know, it's like like people say, man, I, I just I need, a break from, I need a break from you and this. I just need to find myself, right? I need, to, I need to find myself. And then they go out sleeping with all these women trying to find themselves. I got I to fi- I gotta find myself. And then they out drinking and drugging trying to find themselves. I need to find myself. And then they in the bar trying to find themselves. I need to find myself. And then they out doing all kind of foolishness, right? Right? The Bible said that we are hidden in Christ, which means the only way you find yourself is in him. Come on, somebody. You ain't going to find yourself nowhere else. You understand that? We are in him. Say, I'm in him. Now, what does that look like? That meant that if I have a problem with self-image, right, do you know what I, I ain't got no free, I ain't got no free time. I'm going to show y'all what corrects this. Okay? I never forget when I first came to Christ, Right? And I, have, I come from a long history of, of normal perversion. Normal perversion. True story. I never heard the word sin growing up in my home. Never heard the word. There was no God consciousness. You understand that? Nobody talked about sin. Nothing was a sin. You understand that? So that laid the foundation for thinking that having all these women was normal. I thought that was normal. Ain't no way one woman can satisfy no man. You understand that? That was my foundation. That was normal to me. You understand know that? Being violent if somebody crossed our family. True story. If somebody crossed our family, the whole family—six uncles, three aunts, grandmama—the whole family pulling up at their house with guns and bat. I've watched my family beat people down in their front yard. True story. So that was normal to me. I thought that's how you handle things—aggression and and rage and so on and so forth. It was rooted in my self-image. So when I came to Christ, what y'all think happened with that? Jackson self-image. Hello, your spirit got born again. Your soul is still corrupted. (laughs) Hello. I had to go through, and I still go through this process called the renewing of my mind. So I said, you know what? I got to get this out of me. Hello. I got to, I've got to get this corrupted code out. Because that's what really comes down, right? What software matters. Hello? Every one of us got software running right now, and it's dictating. It's dip, that application is dictating your life. So you have to correct the, the, corrupted, the, the corrupted code that's running, the narrative that's running in your mind. Through what? Renewing of the mind. I made a commitment to the word of God. Read the word of God, cover to cover over and over again till I lose my mind. I'm trying to lose my mind. I want my first thought to be in alignment with his. Come on, somebody. Not my second thought, not my afterthought, not my recovery thought. I want my first thought to be in alignment with his. So that's number one. I made a commitment to the word of God to renew my mind, to come in the proper image, right image of myself. Here's the next thing. And I know many brothers in this room haven't had this. I spent three and a half years in a back room in my house seeking God. Three and a half years, no leisure time. I wasn't out nowhere with the boys, right? Uh, I I literally came, I went to work, I went to church, I came home, I went to that room. If I come home, my wife ain't home, I go to that room. What am I doing? Seeking God, worshiping God, seeking God, crying out to God, uh, trying to understand who I am in him. You understand that? So now after these three and a half years with Jesus alone, then I came out to my life and start producing out of what happened in that room. You know the problem with many of us? We've not had enough concentrated time in the presence of the Lord to have our image of self-corrected. Tell somebody, once you see him, you'll see you. I, I feel sad for every brother that's only had religion because in his presence, there's a revelation of him and of you, and it changes you. You'll never be the same. You understand that? So August of 1992... I was 22 years old. I'm 52 years old. These 30 years, I've been with one woman. I've never been with another woman in 30 years. Why? I don't see myself as the sinner I was raised to be. Y'all understand that? I don't see myself as that guy. I don't see myself. Time don't change that. You understand that? Aging is inevitable. Growth is optional. So that means that if you're going to grow and evolve and change and renew your mind, you've got to spend time in the Word of God. You've got to spend time in the worship of God because it's the revelations that come from God about who you are, that corrupt, listen, that corrupt, that correct, that corrupted code that's running in your narrative. You understand that? Because all perversion comes out of that corrupted code. You all deviation comes out of that. Does that make sense? And I was I was a I was the kind of person. I don't know if anybody else was like this. I was the kind of person that I'm good with you if you're good with me. But now you cross me, I become this completely different person. Like nowhere in between. Like this this very dangerous person. <laughs> True story. That that was the code. That was what my family demonstrated. That was encrypted on my my hard drive. That was the code that was running. I thought that was normal. Does that make sense? So watch this now. So God calls me how he wants me to see me. Say it with me. God calls me how he wants me to see me. Say it again. God calls me how he wants me to see me. So look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. All right. Watch this, y'all. It says, beloved, now, what are we? Sons of God. Somebody shout, I'm a son of God. Now, you know what that tells you? Look at somebody tell them, that tells you what you're supposed to produce. Son of God tells you what you are capable of, (laughs) brother. Did y'all hear what I just said? Sons of God tells you what you are capable of. So when the Scripture says, "I can do all things through what," who does what? Is that true or false? So how can you how can you believe I can do all things through Christ? and then go right out and think somebody can rob you of an opportunity. Somebody can keep you from your destiny. Somebody can stop you from becoming all that God. It's impossible. It's impossible. If you have a correct image of yourself, you are truly unstoppable because God can't be stopped. And the person that has a right image of themselves that came from God can't be stopped either. Y'all got that? So many people heard me say this. When God says something, no means nothing. So many people, when they hear no, if you quit on your goals, when you hear no, your inner self never believed in them. Y'all, hear, y'all not hear what I just said. If you hear the word no, and then you quit out, lay down and quit on your goals, you never believe your goals. You never believed it. Because if you were connected to your goals at the level of who knowing who you are, you would have never quit on them. You would have believed that, that you would have believed them to be inevitable. Say it with me, no means nothing, no means nothing. when God told me something. When God told something. So if you tell me no, it just means you're not my partner. y'all hear what I just said. It doesn't mean I don't have a partner. it means you're not the one. Y'all got that? Now what does that come from? Say proper self-image. So watch this now? So he says, beloved, now we are the sons of God. When are we the sons of God? Somebody shout now. now. That tells you what you're capable of producing. Oh my God. Look at some Do you realize what you're capable of producing? Beloved, now we are the sons of God. That tells us what we're capable of producing. Y'all got that? It dot now watch this. It does not yet appear what we shall be. Somebody shout, shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Now, I want to I want to extract several words from the text to show you that God always calls us how he wants us to see us. First thing God calls us in the text is beloved. Somebody shout beloved. beloved. Now, what that means is this. Watch now. Say it with me. I am very dear very and, very and very near to the living God. That's the first thing I, I, I need to see myself as somebody that is, I'm like John, John who actually said this. I need to see myself as one in the very bosom of God. My God. Somebody shout, I'm somebody, I'm somebody. that God pays, to. God pays attention to. My God. I'm somebody that when I pray, God hears my prayers. Come on. When I declare a thing, help comes from the sanctuary. Angelic assistance comes to carry out the words that I have declared in the presence of the Lord. Y'all see that? So now do you see yourself as close to God? Do you see yourself as God's very dear son? Oh, come on, somebody. Not somebody that if I'm going to get anything done, I got to ask my pastor to pray for it. Oh, come on, because I'm trusting that he got a relationship with God. She got a relationship with God. No, somebody shout, I have relationship with God. So I'm processing my life out of that relationship. Does that make sense? This is true. This is real. This is life. Notice he says here, we are sons, right? That means that somebody shout, I can produce the image of my father. father. That's what sons suggest is that you can produce the image of your father. Y'all got that? Now, but what is that predicated upon? You realize that all my son has to do to come looking more and more and more like me is just grow. All you got to do to produce the image of your father is grow. All you got to do is grow. You understand that? Grow in the knowledge of who you are in him. Come into alignment with that knowledge. Bring all of your behavior with that knowledge. Anytime you see something flare up in you that don't look like him, tell somebody, kill it through fasting and prayer. Kill it. Whatever whatever appetite you feed that's the one that's going to govern your life. So when you see something manifest itself in you that ain't like your father, your job is to kill it. Don't talk about it. Oh yeah, don't commiserate. You know, I I, I it's wonderful having brothers you can talk to. You should not want to be talking to them about the same struggle over and over again. Kill it. Kill it. Starve it. Fasting and prayer. Alienate it from what it takes to live. You understand that? If you know you're weak, stay away from what makes you vulnerable. Oh, come on. Kill it. Starve it. Fasting and prayer. If you really want it to end, you'll fast and pray over it. If you're not willing to sacrifice food and seeking God over it, feasting on God is what fasting is, you're not serious about killing it. Y'all got that? All right. He says, it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Somebody shout, I'm becoming. Now watch this now. This suggests, oh God, I hope every man listen to what I'm going to say right now. Say this with me. I am in process. Am in process. Every one of us should see ourselves as a man in process. I see myself as a man in process. I'm not concerned about what other people see about me. You understand that? Because watch this now. We are all in process. Somebody shout, I am becoming. I am becoming. Now you know why that's critical? Because some of you, Allow yourself to be summed up to your last, best, last bad choice. Oh, come on, somebody. Never allow yourself to be summed up by your last poor choice. Somebody shout, I'm becoming. I'm becoming. Which means, watch this now. The proper image of yourself is to see yourself as one growing in the image and the likeness of Christ. Say, I'm growing in the image and the likeness of Christ. Say, I am becoming. I am becoming. Now, watch this now. So I don't have any excuses for what I was or what I did. I don't have any excuses. Why is it now? Because I'm shedding that person. Oh, my God. I'm, somebody shout, I'm through with being that guy. I'm through being that Come on, guy. tell somebody, that guy, is over. that guy is over. I never forget when I came to Christ, started living for God, and I had people literally that, you know, I used to do stupid stuff with. They said, man, we want the old Mark back. You know what I told? True story. And I, I told them this. I said, that guy is dead. You'll never see him again. You see that? My sinning friends miss my, that sinful version of me. They miss that guy. Because that guy would do a drive-by with them. True story. That guy, come on, let's ride. We riding. That was that guy. You understand that? So they miss that guy. They're like, we want the old guy. I'm like, that guy's dead. You'll never see that guy again. This is a true story. You understand that? That guy is dead. Somebody shout, I'm becoming. I'm becoming. For when we... We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Somebody shout, perfect. Perfect. Somebody shout, he is perfect. perfect. So watch this now. So we are beloved. Somebody shout, I'm very close to God. Somebody shout, I'm very close to God. When I pray, God hears me. When I declare a thing, God sends help. Y'all got that? I am very close to God. You should see yourself as a person very close to God. Not your wife. You. Y'all got that? Cause that's what he says you are, and that's the truth. You should see yourself as someone who's producing the image of the Father. What is that? Son. You should see yourself as someone who is becoming. What do you mean? I am in process. I'm always in process, right? No version of me sums up who I am. My God! Y'all hear what I just said? Say it with me. No former version of me no version. sums up who I am. Not to me and not to anybody else. Y'all got that? I'm becoming. And what am I becoming? The perfection. See, into this very essence of Christ. Y'all got that? Because growth is always personal. Y'all got that? You should never want to grow because your wife said you should. (laughs) You should never want to grow because your wife said you should. We need to do this. You should be the one dictating that. Because you are the one made in his image and likeness, and you should be projecting that image onto your family. True story. Your family, oh my God, should want to be more godly because of your influence. Oh God, help me. Are y'all hearing me? And you know what I, I can tell you unequivocally? When you're a man that understands this, your family Wants to be more godly because of your presence. True story. You understand that? You know, it's like you know, my kids are grown and gone now. We're empty nesters, right? But I I never forget that when my grown kids still lived in my house, I could always tell when they was up to something stupid because they didn't want to be home. Like you up to something stupid because you didn't want to be home. You know why? Because there's so much holiness in my house. Mm. it's so convicting being in my house to be any way other than what you saw and what you felt and what you sense and what you know. You understand that? So we have our talk. So what's going on with you? Ah, Yeah. That's why you ain't been home. That's why you ain't been home. Because angels walk in this house. The presence of God is in this house. You have a godly father. You understand that? Who set a presence? A precedent, it's on the front of my door. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's what's on the front of my door. And that's what what set the tone for everybody else in the house. Does that make sense? Nobody else seeking God, I am. You understand that? I'm up. I'm the first one up in the morning, right? Setting the precedence for which principalities are going to govern my home. (laughs) Y'all understand that? Setting the tone for how it's going to go for my family. All right? So you will attract into your life that which is consistent with your self-image. My God. You will attract into your life that which is consistent with your self-image. That's why the Bible says, as a man, think it what? Look at Matthew 6.31. I want to show you something real quick. Matthew 6.31. I'm going to tell you, every man on the sound of my voice, no matter what's going on with your wife, if you are married, Your wife is showing you exactly where you are with God. (laughs) That's all you're seeing. Don't be frustrated. Amen. Don't don't get aggravated. Get better. (laughs) I'm telling you from experience. Don't get aggravated. Get better. Now, look at Matthew 6, 31. Therefore, y'all there? Therefore, take no thought. What's the next word? Take no thought. What? Same. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Or oh, wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows what you have need that you have need of these things. Right now, here's the point. Right? As a man thinketh, so is he. Right? The Bible says, "Take no thought." Saying. Right. So here's the question: What are you saying? Watch this. Exactly what you're thinking. What are you seeing exactly what you've been saying? Right? From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's why as the farmer, as the husbandman, as the gardener, I got to be careful to make sure I only sow the seeds that I want to see. Does that make sense? We don't want to sow a seed of, of fear in our home. We don't want to sow a seed of negativity, right? We want to sow what we want to see. That's why Jesus said, Take no thought saying. You know what he said? Whatever you keep thinking, it's going to come out of your mouth. And then when it come out of your mouth, it's going to create something. So this brings me to a point. Before you say a word to your wife or in your home or through your leadership, you speak through your office. Your office has power as a husband, right? Before you say a word, You got to ask yourself, when I release this word, right, what is the future of this word? Oh, God help me. All words have futures. They have a future. What is the future of this word? Watch this. Is that the future I want to see? My God. If your word, if the future of this word, follow it to its logical conclusion. If the future of this word does it match what you intend? Don't say it. Don't say it. Only say what you want to see. Only say what you want to see. Well, how can I do that out of the right self-image? You only feel disingenuine when you're saying what you want to see when you don't have the right image of yourself. Did y'all hear what I just said? You only feel phony when you don't have the right image of yourself. Somebody shout, I'm a son of God. So when I speak truth, I'm speaking out of something I see in me. Does that make sense? Christ in us, the hope of glory. Does that make sense? Y'all got that? All right. So your self-image determines, here's something else. Your self-image determines how other people will treat you. Y'all got that? Other people are taking your cues on how you should be treated. That make sense? Never be shocked. When you keep experiencing disrespect, when other people are seeing that you don't respect yourself, y'all got that? Because when you have self-respect, it shows up in your life. It shows up in integrity. It shows up in consistency. You understand that? It shows up in your demeanor. It shows up in your countenance. It shows up in your interaction with other people. Does that make sense? Every brother I, I, I talk to that keep looking down, I'm like, you got problems with people. You got problems with people. If You can't look another man in the eye and have a conversation. That's a problem. It says something about you. Come on. If you can't look another man in the eyes and have a conversation, your, your, your countenance is telling us you're struggling with you. You understand that? And it doesn't matter who they are, it doesn't matter what they have. It doesn't matter, right? None of that matters because you should have full assurance of who you are in him. Does that make sense to you all? And I don't care who they are. It it doesn't even matter who they are, what magnitude, because you have a proper self-image. God said in Genesis 1, 26, let us make man in our image and in our likeness so that they may rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the wild animals, over all the creatures that move along the ground. Y'all got that? So image, somebody shout, image matters. matters. Because as Michael said, image is where God expresses himself in the earth. Y'all got that? Through image we rule. Somebody shout, we rule. Which means we exercise authority over everything except another man. We're not supposed to be trying to exercise authority over another man. Why? Because that man is made in the image and likeness of God. You understand that? So this is why... Satan tries to keep men in competition with other men because he knows that when you fight men, you also default your rulership. Oh, my God. So we were made by him and for him. That's the winning context. Now, when a man finds and prioritizes this, being made by him and for him, then watch what that man does. Rules and dominates and wins and prospers at life. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. God created him in the image of God. Male and female, he created them. them." Y'all got that? Now, God blessed them in verse 28, said, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and over every living creature that moves. Now, notice, so out of perfected image, God spoke the blessing of productivity. Y'all got that? Out of a perfected image. Now, I'm going to close with this. Here's how God corrects our male, our the male self-image. Number one, right? How God corrects us. And that is he corrects us in the area of image. Ephesians 5:8. For you who were sometimes in darkness, but now you are light in the in the Lord. Y'all see that? Used to be darkness. Somebody shout it. Used to be darkness. Now I'm light. Now I'm light. You know what that is? A correction in image. I ain't for the darkness. I'm for the light. Oh, come on, somebody! I ain't for the darkness, right? I'm for the light. Y'all see that? This is where God corrects us. All right. So the born again experience makes us a new spirit, a new us, right? So we have to watch. What we have to do? We have to renew our mind to come into the realities that were accomplished through the born again experience, the renewing of the mind. Watch it now. Say, I am light. I am light. I'm not darkness. I'm not that's a spiritual reality. Isn't that true? Yes. That is spiritual reality. That is spiritual truth. But if we all tell the truth, oh, there are these little shadows in the soul. Hello. I ain't darkness, but I sure got some pockets of darkness in my soul. Your job is to get it out. I got to get the darkness out of my soul. These shadows, the shadows that are in my soul. There are things going on in my mind, will, reasoning, intellect, perception, judgment, frame of reference. Feelings, right, that are not like God at all. My job is to find them, and my job is to kill them. Y'all got that? Now, when you have a wife, you know what you have? Somebody who expedites the process. (laughs) Man, your wife will spot darkness in you faster than anything on earth. Hello, somebody. Y'all realize if you got a wife and the Holy Ghost, you should be all right. Y'all got that? Now, how does God correct these things, right? Imagination. 2 Timothy 2:15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, right? So my imagination, say my imagination has to be corrected. Now, why? This happens through the discipleship process. Who I imagine myself to be, right? Oh, and even the use of my imagination. Remember when we were sinners, we imagined evil continually. All right, I did. Maybe you didn't. Man, please, when I was a sinner, I was just thinking about how I'm going to get with the next woman. That was on my mind. How I'm going to get money, how I'm going to get with the next woman. Hello, somebody. Right? But now, once the imagination has been renewed, right? Somebody shout, I imagine differently. So now, my imagination has been sanctified. Oh, my God. My imagination. Why is that important? Because you produce from your imagination. Oh God, that's why the enemy wants to keep your imagination trapped in images you saw in porn. Because he know it'll leave you in a non-productive cycle. That's why he comes after your imagination. That's why men are so visual, right? It's not about natural vision; it's about imagination, right? So watch this now. So when when your imagination is corrected, right? You, pre- you produce out of a corrected imagination. Let me show you something, right? So God is a faith God, right? Without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? But faith without works is what? Dead. Whenever God wants to get something really crazy done on the planet, something never been done before, he has to find a man, listen to this, he has to find a man who believes him at the level he is revealing himself. Somebody shout, I know what I saw. And whose imagination will permit him to start the work in doing it. Which means, say it with me, God needs, God needs my imagination, my imagination to, be pure. to be pure. That's how he gets his will done through my life. Now you see why the enemy comes at your imagination to try to corrupt you there? Because if the enemy can corrupt your imagination and hold your attention on something you shouldn't even be looking at as a man of God, he can cause all productivity to stop in your life. That's right. Yeah, now hear what I just said. Whatever holds your attention dictates your future. Whatever holds your attention dictates your future. Whatever holds your attention dictates your future. Y'all got that? Where there is no vision, what happens? Oh, wow. You mean to tell me the whole house going down if the man can't see further? Where there is no vision, people perish. They cast off all restraints. There's no discipline. But what? why is there no vision? Because the man's imagination is being held captive by perversion. Y'all did not hear what I said. Why is there no progress? Because the man's imagination has been held captive by perversion. He's still thinking about the woman he want to get with that ain't his wife. Right. So his imagination is being held hostage, and that's why the home is non-productive because his imagination is being held hostage by an agenda that didn't come from God. Y'all got that? And then comes animation. Now, animation, write this down if you take a note, is my experience with the Holy Spirit. Acts 17, 28, for in him we live, we move, and we have our being, as certain of your own prophets have have said, for we are also his offspring. So animation, the Holy Spirit brings to life the divine agenda. You will process all of life through your self-image. Watch this. Your quality of life changes with the quality of your spirit and your soul's disposition. Y'all got that? Your quality of relating, relationship, is altered by the quality of your spirit. You cannot have a better relationship with others than your soul will permit. You cannot have a better relationship with others than your soul will permit. See that? Well, we ought to have peace. Well, as long as you're making her feel insecure, ain't going to be no peace up in this mug. Hello? we are, Man, we are, every man want to just have peace. Man, can you just chill, we say. Can you just chill? As long as your soul is making her feel insecure through your inconsistencies, right, ain't going to be no peace up in that mug. Why? Because you want something your soul disposition can't produce. Now, what if you became unbothered? Remember I said earlier, I don't care about what my my wife does. I care about what I do. Because I know that, listen, somebody shout I'm the captain. Captain. Never forget. I'm going to tell you all this story real quick, right? So I never forget when my wife was in this rebellious season, right? And she kicking and screaming because she don't want to go where we going. I see where we going. She kicking and screaming, right? All kind of confusion going on, right? In her life, not mine. I never forget. The Lord showed me. I was reading Hebrews and I found out Jesus was the captain of our salvation. Now, when it comes to the boat, front end or back end, which end of the boat is the captain on? That ain't a trick question, brothers. Which end? Who's driving the boat? Somebody shout, I'm at the helm. That, that's why I'm the head, because I'm at the helm. Now, my wife, all the way at the tail end of the boat, talking about she don't want to go. No, no, I don't want to go. Right? She don't want to go where God showed me we're going. I'm at the front end driving the boat. She at the back end talking about she protested, right? Now, let me show you something. I'll never forget. I read Hebrews said Jesus is the captain of our salvation. And you know what the Lord says to me? The Lord says, son, if you just keep driving, keep going toward what you see in me, she has to come where you are. She has to come where you are because you're steering the ship. Now, if you go back there and get to arguing with her because she don't believe in your vision. You <laughs> back here arguing because she's so disrespectful. She's so childish. She's so ignorant. Man, this is crazy. You didn't left leading. You, you didn't left steering. To go argue, you, you, you argue in somebody's protest, and they're on the boat. It's inevitable that they're going where you're going. Tell somebody, just steer. Just, just steer. Just, just steer. Just know where you're going and stay on course. Now, finally, finally, see exactly where I wanted us to be. I told y'all, it took all this time to make the woman I wanted. <laughs> I finally got the wife I wanted. After all this time, I finally got the one I wanted. I had to make her. Woman came out of the side of man. And then woman births woman births your children. But remember where she first came of, out of? You. Which means you give birth to her. So she can give birth to what looks like you. You're birthing her. Y'all got that? You're birthing her. I hope the married men can get this. She's becoming what I decided she's going to be. Make sense? And then my authority, I, somebody shout, I got authority. I got authority. Now, that brings me to another point, okay? As long as you fight in flesh and blood, principalities and powers are going unchallenged. Hello? As long as you are still contending at a fleshly level, the real source of the confusion and distraction and distortion is not even being addressed. I would get my marriage license while my wife was acting foolish. I'm walking through my house. I'm telling, I'm reminding Satan who she's actually connected to. She's bone of my bone. She's flesh of my flesh. You can't have her. I'm buying the spirit of this world. I lose the spirit of Christ. I am buying the spirit of confusion. I lose the spirit of peace. I bind all worldliness in her soul. I loose godliness, right? She come in and go to sleep. I'm like, good, I got you. I got you. I got you. She go to sleep. She wake up oily. True story. She wake up oily. Why? I'm deciding what you're going to be. I'm deciding what you're going to be. You understand that? He can't have you. You understand that? Now that's how you create change. That's how you create change. But anytime, anytime, a woman who's malfunctioning makes a man malfunction. He don't have a proper self-image. He don't know who he is. And so he's watch this now. Because he doesn't know who he is, the very image and likeness of God, he become a slave to her behavior. Anytime she make you, you're a slave. She don't make me nothing. I'm making her. Y'all got that? This is how it changes, bro. I'm telling you, this is how it changes. And it works the same way every time if a man can get a hold of it. So the quality of your life changes. Say the quality of my life changes with the quality of my spirit and my soul disposition. Say the quality of my relationships are altered by the quality of my spirit. Y'all got that? So the life I desire, everybody desires a certain kind of life, right? Somebody shout! It's coming, out of me. it's coming out of me. My God, y'all to hear what I just said. It ain't coming at me from out there. It's coming out of me. The life I want is already in me. <laughs> the life I want is already in me, emanating from me. Y'all got that? All right. Listen, I got I got way more message, but I'm gonna have to stop. All right, because I really feel like there there are there are some of you standing feet, if you would please. There are some of you tonight that. I know you got the point. You, you realize that God is real.